say it's recording for you? It does. It does. Yeah. Cool beans. Cool yeah, well, beans. I have to sit in a perfect spot so this mic doesn't cut out. That's fair. Who knows? Maybe Speaking you have of, to... I'm going to grab my remote before. <laughs> All right. I got a super bad chafe at work today. <laughs> That's nice. That's yeah. recorded, by the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we're keeping that in there. <laughs> All right. Are you good whenever? I'm fine. All right. Welcome back to another episode of WFS, the Will Ford Show. Alec Bell back in the lab with me. Uh, going to look at the college football playoff, the four teams that were in and who was potentially left out. Uh, there's some good discussion there. I know a lot of people are heated about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Jalen Hurts and his first two starts with the Philadelphia Eagles over Carson Wentz after he was benched and kind of what the future for Carson Wentz looks like. The AFC and NFC playoff picture will look at if the playoffs started today, what does it look like? What are the matchups going to be? And we're going to predict all the way through the Super Bowl. That'll be fun. Alec, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. First of all, can you hear the TV in the background? I can't hear anything in the background, no. You can't hear it? Okay, good, because I'm watching TV. I'm watching cool. Monday night. Monday night, countdown. Second of all, you haven't even commented on my haircut today. You look good, buddy. I love your haircut. It looks, they, it looks good. People at work commented on it this morning, 7.30 in the morning. Oh, totally forgot I even had a haircut. I hear the first person, oh, nice haircut, Alec. <laughs> did you have to like look? You were like, wait, did I get a haircut? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, wait, I did get a haircut. Anyone cute that told you? Or, Well, I mean, they're all in like their 40s. So, <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> and married and engaged. No, it's okay. All, all jokes. But yeah, okay. that's, that's nice that you got some, uh, some compliments there that make you feel good today. Yeah. I also finished my uh, Christmas shopping today. Ooh, lovely. I finished mine a couple days ago. I get a 30% off discount at Beware. So that's nice. There. That's it nice. Tori's so my work there. So you get some, uh, some nice t-shirts. Can, I uh, and you can, can you put whatever you want on them or does it have to be like whatever they have? Or like, oh, can no, you I'm talking stuff? the Beware store. Oh. Uh, like, you know what I'm talking Have you ever been there? Yeah. Yeah, I get 30% off and it's, it's a decent size store. I'd be cool like if a, you could put your own thing on it, though. I mean, I, well, I don't know if I can. It would cost a lot of money. And I don't think I'd get 30% off. Even if you did, it would still probably cost a lot, a yeah. lot of money. But um, I bought a OU hoodie and a Muskingum shirt. But you don't go to OU. My brother does. That's a, that's a present for Christmas, I'm guessing. Yeah, I got it for my sister because they have like a total of five Muskingum shirts and they're kind of junk. And I already bought one for my mom. So Aww. I'm like, yeah, I'll just get one. Cutie. Hopefully she's not listening. Well, this po- I don't know how, how popular I am on the, uh, on the pod, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, ready to dive in? I am. Okay, so college football playoff. Top four teams, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. I got to tell you, I'm in a way, I'm not surprised with the last two teams with Ohio State and Notre Dame, but I don't think they should be in. What do you think about Ohio State and Clemson, or not Clemson, Notre Dame being three and four? Well, I think, in my opinion, I think 
three and four should be switched. Oh, so I you think, think Ohio State should be below Notre Dame? I think Ohio State should be below Notre Dame. Just I think they should be in. I think they should be in. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> and I feel like a reason why they didn't do that is because that'd be the third Clemson Notre Dame game you'd see this year. Which, but that's not their job. I know, I know that's not their job. But you have to think back of their mind. They're thinking. Do we really want to see this for a third time? I mean, it could happen, though. Uh, yeah, it could happen, but I think everyone Set up knows a grudge exactly match. what's going to happen. Like, that's, the, that's the one thing I don't like about uh, – because I think the selection committee lets biases get in the way and lets TV ratings and money get in the way of what, like, who the best four teams are. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, too, like there's a – we we already saw we saw a game earlier in the year with Alabama and Texas A&M and we saw Alabama and Florida too another team even though they have a couple losses they were probably in the conversation to get in like i don't think they wanted to see those games again because they probably know Alabama would steamroll they're probably going to steamroll everybody out maybe now, outside think- of Clemson but like i think they were letting the idea of bad matchups get in the way and that's not their job now, one thing to look out for is Ohio State, solely because of the fact they've only played six games, they're going to be completely fresh. Yes, competitive that's, advantage. That's if that's if COVID doesn't get in the way. Well, they already have. They have like twenty-seven players that are like on the on their COVID list or whatever. But I mean, they they're not going to play until the first of January. Odds are they're probably going to be back by that then. That's also true. Yeah. But like their team has got less injuries. They have less fatigue because they've only played okay. half of a season. They're, that's a competitive advantage. So Okay, so I'm watching Monday Night Football Countdown, and they're doing their game picks or whatever. Yeah. And everyone has the Steelers beating the, um, the uh, Bengals. Steve has like 28 to 3. Brandy has 42 to 9. Guess what Booger's score is? What? Is it low? It just says, it just says by a lot. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Like, if Joe Burrow's playing, that might be a closer game. But, yeah, no dice on that. It's, it's just scary for me as a Steelers fan. Anyway, back to college football. I forget what you were saying or what I was um, saying. Ohio State, decent. Oh, but yeah, yeah I, like the competitive advantage only playing six games. That's really going to help you. It, it's going to help. Yeah, it's going to help Ohio State because they're going to be less fatigued. They have less team injuries. But, like – to me, the since they played six games, I feel like they shouldn't be in. While these other teams have played eleven or twelve games, like Texas A and M, I think should one hundred percent be in at least over one of the two teams, Ohio State or Notre Dame. At but least you have to look at it. The committee doesn't look at how many games you played. The committee looks at who's the best. And who's the worst? Well, I would say who's the worst, but who's the top four teams? They don't say. They don't look at oh, so and so played four games or whatever. And a high in a high state's fairness, they can't control how many games they no, play. No, I, I understand. I understand it's not Ohio State's fault. Like teams couldn't play games. It is what it is. I, I I'm not blaming Ohio State. I'm not mad at Ohio State, but I'm I'm mad at the selection committee because I feel like. Like the body that we talk about the body of work all the time. Like who have you beaten? Who who did you play? And Ohio State's only played half of their conference. 
That is true. And it doesn't help that the Big Ten is not the strongest conference in the world. It's like Big Ten is a good conference, but it's not the SEC. Not, not even close. Not even the ACC, I would That's say. That's why I argue like Texas, Texas A&M should be in because they lost to Alabama, but they won seven in a row to close the season in the SEC, and none of those teams are really easy outs, maybe outside of like one or two. Like the SEC is really good. So SEC I, is they gotta absolutely – uh, People even tried to make a uh, case for Cincinnati to get in. See now, here's my here's my problem with teams like Cincinnati and BYU and Coastal Carolina. Is those those teams cannot hang with Alabama and I, not Ohio with Alabama, State. no. But give them the chance. But I just I just don't think it works. That they, they would it just they they're not the one of the best four teams. You're only putting them in because their record is eleven that is and zero true. or whatever. Like now, I said, they picked I think the top UCF, four teams. UC, if they would have put UCF in. A couple years ago, Central Florida, I think they would have hung with some teams. I mean, they beat Auburn in a bowl game a couple years now, ago. This, I think UCF, is, when they were good, would have would have hung in there, but they didn't want to give them the chance. But I think they same should, with uh they should have same had a with chance. Houston. Remember Houston a few years ago, they were one of the top teams as well. Yeah, I, but uh, but like but teams like your Coastal Carolina, I like no one gives a rip if you're blasting through the Sun Belt Conference. Who cares? It's not the ACC. It's not the Big 12. It's not the SEC. Now, could you agree on this? They expanded to eight teams. They, they hold on, hold on. Okay. And this is where it gets interesting. Power five conference champions all make it. Yes. I've, I've said that. I've said that for a while that they should have all power five conference champion champions. And then the best, the committee decides the best non-Power 5 conference team makes it. And then, and then you have the, two others. And then they two have random two, others. Other, two other best teams out there. It could be non-Power 5. There has to be one non-Power 5 team in there. See, but the, the problem I have with that, though, is that that non... It's not the best team. It may not I mean? be one of the best teams, so it defeats the purpose of, having a, of saying we're going to put the best teams in. But like you're just doing saying, it for inclusion. You're not doing it for the sake of competition. But then now you're saying the um, the the Coastal Carolinas, Cincinnati's, UCFs—they're never going to make it just I, for the simple fact that they're yeah, not I mean, yes. in a Power Five. It's un—it's unfortunate. Yeah, I under—I totally get it. But I just—I don't know because I don't like the whole. It's got to be fair, for, like it's got to be fair for everybody, and we got to include everybody and in everything. Because like the problem with this is people are already complaining that, like with just four teams, the teams that are five, six, seven, all one in. Well, when you extend it to eight teams, then you're gonna want to extend it to ten, then twelve. Right, exactly. So like you might as well just include. You might as well do a March Madness tournament with sixty-four teams. And <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm like I'm serious, but that's what it would get to. It really would. Like that's the conversation that is eventually going to come up if you just keep expanding now, the bracket. I think what they should do is that I think they should expand it to six teams. This is my opinion. Six teams and first two get buys. I think that's the fairest way to do it. Six teams, first two get buys, all five power five conference cha- uh, champions nope, get in. No, nope, just straight six teams. I want just straight six teams. 
No, but I'm no. I'm saying you get all five power five champions in, and then the next best team. I don't even want that. I just want the six best teams. Because let's be honest, is Pac-12 really a Power Five conference anymore? Well, it is, but it is, but is but it? No, the the schools are not the same. Exactly. It's probably near the bottom when you're when you put those conferences out there. I think now it's the Power Four Power Four conferences. I, I get honest. it. It's I, yeah. I, I don't know. The, I mean, you the still idea have just, Oregon and USC, but they really haven't been anything lately. They haven't been good for a while. But I don't know. I just I think Texas A&M should have gotten in over Ohio Dame State. Ohio State. Ohio State. And to be honest with you, Ohio State shouldn't even played in their conference championship. They shouldn't have, but they changed the ruling. They changed that. the rule because they're Ohio State. It, really, it should have been Indiana versus Northwestern in the Big Ten championship. But the problem is, by changing the rule, and this is the reason why they changed the rule. I, I don't even think this is a theory. I think this is straight up why they did it. And I think you've talked to me about this a couple times, is if a team in a conference makes the college football playoff, each school in that conference gets millions of dollars. It might be north of like upwards to like $10 million for each school in the conference. So Ohio State gives the conference the best chance to get into the playoff. So if you change the rule, make them play the Big Ten Championship, they're likely going to win it against whoever they play. And they did. Now they're in the playoff. Now all these schools get $10 million to play with. And did you see what they did? They, so they changed the COVID, like COVID designation list or, list or whatever from 21 to 17 days. Yep. So now they're, that they're I don't agree be, with. They're all going to come back before January 1st. Honestly, I can – because what – what you might not know about the six the six uh, game thing, whatever, every single school had to come together and they unanimously voted and said that that's fine. Yep. Which I think that's okay if all the school, all the schools come together and like, yeah, sure. Because I think they're all thinking like, yeah, it's not fair because some of the schools in the Big Ten played seven games, some played five. High State played five and then got to get in. I think I think it was completely fair. I just don't like how the Big Ten handled everything this year, though, because they said they weren't going to revisit playing at all this year. Then they went back to it because they saw everyone else was playing and they didn't want to lose out on the money. Well, I think I think Ohio State put pressure on the Big Ten to play because they're yes, like, hey. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. And they were probably like, State, well, they can't really. I was going to say they might have seceded, but I don't think they can do that legally. But they they changed their they changed how they were going to do that. They changed all their COVID precautions of like keeping people out for three weeks or whatever it is, and they've shortened it. Now they're changing the rules within their own conference about how many games you have to play to be eligible for the playoff. Like, like hold strong on something. Like, quit breaking down so easy. Like, all I think all it is is it's just money driven. You know, it's a money grab. You you know who the head of the committee is, right? The playoff committee. Is it Dean or whatever? No, Jean's but it's it? but it's the athletic director for a Big Ten school, Gary Barda from Iowa. And, Iowa. And I'm sure – now, obviously, oh, Iowa's not, like, that great of a football team in the Big Ten, but – A random school. I'm sure he had a lot of say in Ohio State getting in because that means Iowa gets $10 million. You know what I mean? Or like, it's all money. They get. It's all money-driven. So, like – Oh, uh, I mean – it's a money grab for sure, but my opinion, I think it's. I think 
it was handled not the Big Ten. I don't think the Big Ten handled it well. I think the committee, the playoff committee, handled it well. Now, my opinion, the debate wasn't necessarily if Ohio State got in. It was if Ohio State was going to be three or four, and the debate was going to be if Texas A&M was going to get in over Notre Dame. So, which there was a serious debate about it, but at the end of the day, obviously Texas A&M didn't get in. All right. So, hot take on this: I think Texas A&M should have gotten in over Ohio State. Then Notre Dame should not have been in at all either, because I think their win over Clemson earlier in the year was a fluke because Trevor Lawrence was out. They won a double overtime. Then now ACC championship, they get completely wiped. So then who's the fourth team? Hear me out. This is why it's a hot take. I think even though they got beat twice this year, Florida. Florida wiped three times. Three times? Okay. They had a bad loss to LSU. They lost to A&M and then Florida. But A&M's a good team, and then they lost to Bama. I don't know. I think you you put Florida – I think Florida gives Bama a better – like they're going to play better against Alabama than – if you take Notre away Dame that LSU would. loss, if you take away the LSU loss, I think you have a an argument. But right now, I don't think you have an argument no, just because the, of the LSU the, loss. Yeah, since they lost to LSU, of course they're not going to get in. But if if they didn't, I think there would have been a legitimate argument. They arguably would. It would have been close. It would have been close. That's for sure. They probably would have put them at like maybe they probably would have put them at six. I don't know who's okay. at six right now, but they would have put them. Like just outside the top. Okay, four. so off topic, topic, and this can move on to our next segment or whatever. And I just saw this on TV. So Juju did another TikTok dance on the Bengals logo today. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I heard he did that against the Bills, and then of course the Bills. Oh, he's done that against every team, Cowboys. Oh, oh has he done it every away team? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, I th- I think against the Cowboys. No, um, he does it before the game. Right. Goes out, but he scored a touchdown and went to do the the on the star. And no, then, I understand. Uh, yeah, Gregory I know, but I think, but I think pregame, he was trying to dance on the star too, and Antoine Woods went out there and, uh, and like he had started and he stopped him from finishing, mm-hmm. like he kicked him off the star because. But do you yeah. think? I mean, Juju puts it up. Juju's he doesn't have the yardage numbers, but he has the receptions. And if you watch him play. He powers through his receiver. He is a strong kid. He is. I, and I don't think Juju's not no, disrespectful or anything like that. He doesn't mean anything by dancing on the logo. He's, I don't think it's supposed to be disrespectful at all. I think he's just doing it just to have some fun. He's making a TikTok. Like, but like if you remember, well, you don't remember, but like if you've heard about T.O. dancing on the star when he played for the, uh, I think he was with the Niners at the time. Maybe he was with the Eagles. I don't remember which team he was with. But Terrell Owens did it, and he got blasted by Roy Williams off the star after he scored yeah, a touchdown. Like, that's and, disrespectful. But, like, and, Juju doing it before a game, I, I, I don't really read into it. And one thing you have to look at is millions and millions of kids, not just teenagers, legit kids look up to him purely for the fact that he is a TikToker. Juju yeah. essentially comes off as a kid vibe, like, how could you not get along with him? You know? I, I, I think a lot of people may not even know, like a lot of young kids probably wouldn't even know who Juju Smith-Schuster is if it weren't for TikTok. Exactly. Like TikTok is, 
probably been the social media platform of 2020. Like it's I don't exploded. have one. Saying. I have one. I, I posted one video on it. Um, what was it? It was so I was during the summer and uh, I went outside with basketball and I was like, uh, too bad we're in quarantine uh, because my jumpers in midseason form. And then I purposely bricked it. Mm-hmm. And then I gave a thumbs up to the camera. <laughs> Uh, how how many good. views did it get? It got like over 200 or something like that. Oh, okay. The but f- only a page? couple likes. Uh, I doubt it's going to be on anybody's for you page. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, obviously it was if people saw it, but um, I thought it was funny. Um, That's a good one, yeah. Um, but I but I just like to watch stuff. But anyways, off topic. So we'll move into the NFL now. I wanted to talk about the Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz dynamic in Philly because because uh, Jalen Hurts has been lighting it up in his first two games. And he's almost 2-0 and in his first two starts. I almost beat a really good Cardinals team yesterday. And let me break down the stats here for uh, – wrong tab – for Jalen Hurts. First start against New Orleans. I'm not counting the time where he played in, against Green Bay because he, he filled in and you're taking over a game where you're already down double digits, so I'm not counting those stats in this. But his first start against New Orleans, 17 of 30, 56% completions, 167 yards passing, a touchdown, 18 rushes for 106 yards, and an 83 rating, uh, and, of course, a W. And then against Arizona yesterday, he went 24 for 44, 54% completions, 338 yards passing, three touchdowns, a 102 rating, and also 11 rushes for 63 yards and a touchdown. I think this is the quarterback of the future for Philly, 100%, and they've got to move off of Wentz. And the funny thing is, I think it was kind of a fluke pick on the Eagles' part because they didn't draft him to become the future quarterback of the Eagles. They drafted him to become that Taysom Hill type yeah, that's kind gadget of funny. player. But they took him they took him really early though. I don't think they anyone did. was second take round. Him in the second Everyone round. was like, huh? Because I, I mean, now the, it's kind of paying off. I wanted the Cowboys to draft him in like, you know, like the maybe fourth or fifth. Like Die, just, yeah. just to get a backup, like a young backup quarterback. I mean we ended up with Andy Dalton, which was fine. Uh, I mean it's been more than fine for us. Yeah but just year, think but... Jalen Hurts could be your uh, future right now. <laughs> could be, yeah. But and then Dak would be gone. Yeah, it could be, but I, I don't want to spend a second round draft pick on him though. Oh, I know. I was saying if you got him in the fifth round or whatever. Because like who would have thought that Dak was going to have a catastrophic injury like that? Like I wouldn't have been like, oh, let's draft Jalen Hurts because I can see into the future week five exactly. against the Giants, he's going to break his ankle. Like, no. But Philly's got to move off of Wentz now, right? I mean, they have to. Oh, they for sure do. And he came out and even said, I'm not sitting, I'm not backing up, which is he has every right to say because. But it's the wrong is, thing to say. It is, but it isn't. He knows his time in Philly is coming up. He sees that they're looking at Jalen Hurts as the next best player, the next best quarterback in that division. So Wentz is like, I need to get out of here while I can. I'm not sitting back up. And then say it after the, the season. Well, and the Eagles are even saying, like, we're not paying you $30 million to back up either. Right. So. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Let me run through, like, the, the cap hit numbers here. So next season, when Philly has both Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz on the roster, remember, Carson Wentz just got paid, like, $100 million guaranteed on that big contract. If the Eagles were to cut him after the season – 
before the start of next season, it would count $60 million against their cap. Dead money? It's just all dead. They're going to lose $60 million. If they trade him or if they keep him, it's $35 million against their cap. And if you trade him, it's $34 million. So if you're going to, you might as well trade him if keeping him costs pretty much the same amount. But the thing is, I feel like it's going to be a Brock Osweiler situation. Remember when the, um, uh, the Bronx or the Texans had to attach a second round pick to get rid of Brock Osweiler's Well, contract. that's what Philly's going to have to do here. I know, but they're not going to want to. They're not going to have to give up a, a second. They're yeah, not... but they're not going to want to give up all that money to clear up $1 million in cap right now. They're going to try and get a – they're, they're going to want to have him be a quality backup because what they're going to do is they're going to get rid of their own pick just to save a $1 million. That makes no sense in my opinion. Why not just keep them? But it's going to hurt Jalen Hurts in the long run because there's already butting heads in that quarterback room. If one guy, oh. one guy's already not supportive of the other by saying, I don't have any interest in being a backup. Basically, you're saying, I have no interest in being a mentor to a young quarterback who is oh, Well, why would he to... want to be? Okay, but honest... you got to be a good teammate. You got to swallow your pride. He's going to get another He's... job well, somewhere Vince's... else. Wentz is essentially in his prime right now. Why would he want to be like, he's what, like 28, 29, maybe 30? He's 28. 28. Why would he be like, okay, yeah, I'm in my prime. Let me just mentor this backup right now. For my For the last couple weeks of the season. It's it's just for a couple weeks. This team's not making the playoffs anyways. I think Wentz might have every right to be. Okay, Sorry, I'm watching the Steelers, and Deontay Johnson dropped another ball. No, no, you're fine. But in fairness, if Wentz can be mad we all he wants, out. but in fairness, I mean, the Eagles organization's got to be mad because they're paying him $100 million guaranteed, and they're getting that kind of performance out there on the field. I mean, look at his stats. 2,600 yards passing, 57% completion, which isn't terrible, but 16 touchdowns, 15 picks, and a 72 quarterback rating. But and everyone making, has terrible seasons. I get Big Ben, it, but Big Ben had couple. a horrible season in, I believe, 08. Everyone, I remember. Hold, hold on, hear me out. All right. I remember because we were watching the game. Ben got hurt like week 15 or whatever. And we were like, oh, thank God. Get him <laughs> out of here. It's the season. It's one season. Carson Wentz, what, two, three years ago as an MVP uh, front runner. All right. Can I – can Don't I even bring just, up Cam Newton. I understand Cam Newton no, won an MVP six I, no, years ago. No, it has nothing ago. to do with Cam Newton. I was not going to say anything about Cam Newton. Go what on. I'm going to say is that year that he was an MVP front runner, and he got hurt, Nick Foles came Nick in Foles for him. Nick Foles came in and won the freaking Super Bowl. And he won Bowl. a Super Bowl. Okay, he oh, won okay. a Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, you can't argue. Like, he won a Super Bowl. Like, I, I don't he did. know. Like, who? I don't know if the Eagles go to a Super Bowl with – Maybe they still do with Carson Wentz leading them, but Nick Foles came in, won a Super Bowl, and now has a statue outside the stadium. Carson Wentz doesn't have that. And then last year, yes, they won the division with Carson Wentz. He had a really great run at the end of the year, but then he gets hurt again, and Nick Foles is a tipped pass away from going to another NFC championship, almost beat New Orleans. He's also made field goal away from losing a game, so... It doesn't matter. He still won the game. Double doink Cody Parkey what, didn't come Double through doink. in the clutch and was a throwaway from making the NFC Championship once again. Could have made it to another Super Bowl 
I think that I had a lot that probably messed a lot up up here in the head. Uh, mentally, uh, mentally, it probably crushed his confidence knowing that his backup quarterback can come in and like, I'm sure he's happy that his team is winning, but winning without him on the field, like he's not helping them in any way. And this year, you he's know, what he would them. say he would point to his finger and say, look at the ring. Okay, I got a ring. Does he even look at his own hand though and say, I got a ring? <laughs> yeah, really. Does I would he... if I had a freaking ring. Okay, but he's the twelfth man on the Lakers. Okay, you, you saw Quinn Cook showing that thing off. That's a, there's a difference between a role player and a starting quarterback who got hurt. Is Quinn Cook a role player? I'm just saying, generally speaking. Oh, TJ Watt's so freaking good. Generally speaking, like role players, of course, are going to be thrilled about winning a ring for a team, but a starting quarterback who whose team wins a ring without him, it's going to feel a little salty about that, I think, and yes, a little discouraged. True. So, like, I, I think they got to move him. Uh, they have oh, to trade. I think you they have to move him, too, for sure. But you can't eat that money as a backup. But what I'm saying is you don't move him this year because you're going to save In a million dollars. In the offseason, you do. You're saving a million dollars. That's okay, it. Okay, but you might as well. But and you're going to have to attach a pick to get For the team chemistry, it doesn't work. I just think you keep him, use him as a backup quarterback or whatever. Carson Wentz is too good to be a backup quarterback. I know he is, but he just needs a different situation. He does. <laughs> Honestly, though, like where? You tell me. I have a I, place in my mind. Is it Pittsburgh? No, that wouldn't be bad. But no, I want Sam Darnold. I want Sam Darnold to go to Pittsburgh. You you might be able to get him if they well, but the Jets may not get Trevor Lawrence now. No, they're sitting at number two now. Yeah. They might just We actually we can talk about that too, but where do you think Wentz goes? Patriots. Wow. That would be I uh, see, I don't know about the Patriots. I think they might go back and get Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I think Patriots baller move. They say, Hey, um I forget I forget the GM of the Lord. Howie Roseman, right? He's gonna say, Look. You attach, you say, you give us uh, Wentz in a second, we'll give you a fourth, eat the money or whatever, deal. And he's going to say deal, and bam, uh, three Super Bowls later. I went in a second. I think – I'm telling you, you're going to have to attach a pick to get rid of that contract. I understand you're going to have to attach a pick, but it's not going to be Wentz in a second. It's probably going to be like Wentz in a fourth. I don't and know, you'll probably man. get a like a lot of money. I mean, Brock Osweiler was only like $17 million, and they attached a um, second-round pick. Wentz, you're looking at what, $30, $40 million? Uh, no, listen, I get it. I, I get that it, it's a lot of money involved, but I just don't know how you, you move forward with a guy in your quarterback room who clearly has no interest in being a backup. Didn't hear a word you said. I, I said, I, I get it. Like, I get that there's a lot of money involved with it, and it's – no matter what you do, you're going to be eating a lot. But like, it just doesn't work for that quarterback room when you have a, a guy that's not interested in being a backup at all. That's just going to make for a very tough, long, and probably terrible season because you've got quarterbacks button heads in the, in the locker true. room and a coach that can't handle it. Oh, poor uh, – shoot, I can't even think of the coach's name now. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. What I do you think, think about – go on. 
I think the Indianapolis Colts would be the ideal situation for him. I think Frank Reich, because Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator in Philly before he moved to Indy, and that's when Carson Wentz had his best season before he got hurt. So Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers is only on a one-year deal there. Maybe he gets another year with them, but I, odds are, I think this is his last season. And yeah, but you don't think they're going to try to ride out with Joe, Jacoby Brissett? No, no, because they're already why, trying to work him back in. They're not really working him in. He's just their strong arm mobile quarterback. They bring him in on like quarterback sneaks and like Hail Marys. Like I they don't believe in Jacoby Brissett. Otherwise they wouldn't have brought in Phillip Rivers. And Phillip Rivers isn't even he's I mean, he's good, but he's not the Phillip Rivers from even three years ago. Like Phillip Rivers is not that fantastic, but he looks good this year behind a great offensive line and having a great defense. Yeah. I think I think Indianapolis would be willing to give give up like a mid-round pick to get Carson Wentz. I uh, honestly I think that might even be a it might even be a steal, but they're also taking on a lot of money at the same they time. They are a lot so like, of money. It's, it, it's a give and take, but I think Indianapolis would be willing to pull the trigger on that. Pittsburgh is also interesting though, but I want uh Sam Darnold. Now, okay, let's talk about that really fast because the Jets won their first game yesterday against the Los Angeles Rams. That's inexcusable from the Rams. I don't know how they lose. Yeah, very. But because now that makes the NFC West incredible. Like that is going to be a photo finish at the end of the year for who wins the division, who's the wild card, who's out. But the Jets, by winning, now have dropped their percentage of getting the number one pick to like just 30% or whatever it is, and the Jags have leapt them. Now, they don't play each other, do they? Who? Say what? The Jags and the Jets do, don't play each other? Nope, they do not play each other. So The I don't Jags own the first pick. So how do they determine that? Is it just like matchups? Strength of schedule. Okay. that's f- Okay. Maybe so, it's strength of victory. I don't know. I think it's strength of schedule. And they say the Jags far and away have it better than the Jets. Better as in it's a worse strength of schedule? Yeah, as in they have the first They play pick. weaker teams? Yeah. Okay. They say if they end up 1-15 now, 100%, the Jags will get the first pick. Gotcha. So that makes things really interesting because I think n- number one, no matter what, is going to be Trevor Lawrence. If it's the Jets, they're taking Trevor Lawrence. If it's the Jags, they're – they were they were going to take Fields at number two, but if it's at number one, they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. I think though, if the Jets are at number two, I don't think they take. I Justin don't think Fields. they do either. And that I makes things interesting because they OT. either, well, they can either take Penny Sewell from Oregon, left tackle, or they could take a receiver like a Jamar Chase from LSU or like a Devonte or, or the uh, what's the guy's name from Alabama, Devonte Smith. They Smith, could take one of those guys, uh, or they could trade out of it. I would, they would probably trade out is what I think they would do. Well, if if you want offensive linemen, I wouldn't trade out of it. I would take Sewell at number two. Yeah, but they just they just drafted um, uh, Becky Becton, and he's already a stud. So, do they really need another offensive tackle? Yes, they need another offensive. I think tackle. what they need is they need weapons, and I think they should trade out with the said Patriots. Patriots won't do it. You don't think so? Patriots won't do it. If a team who someone who needs 
offensive tackle help is going to trade up to that number two pick because you're looking at the future. Cincinnati will trade. Tra- Cincinnati will trade up from three or four wherever they're mm-hmm. at. I, no, they're going to be at three because I think. But Cincinnati what I think would probably is trade up. Is they're not. They wouldn't trade up. They wouldn't trade they all that capital well, just but, for one pick. But Sewell's the number one. I guarantee you, he is the number one guy on their draft board. And I, honestly, I think he's going to go to them because I truly think one and two is going to be Lawrence and Fields. I think that's how it's going to fall. Do I think it should be like that? No, but I, I think that's how it's going to be. But I. You're probably right. If if the Jets are number two, though, I think someone is going to trade up and take the Jets pick, and the Jets will trade out because I think they would rather keep Sam Darnold than go with Justin Fields, which yeah. could make things really interesting. And then if a team doesn't trade up and they pass on on Justin Fields, then is another team going to trade up with another or is Justin Fields going to fall? Cause like imagine the Dallas Cowboys at like number, let's just say number five or number six, for example. And Dak with that franchise tag hasn't signed a new deal yet. What would Jerry Jones do with Justin Fields sitting there at number five? Cause he almost drafted Johnny Manziel and made the worst decision of his life. And Steven Jones had to rip the card out of his hand on the way to the podium and write Zach Martin's name down on it. That was funny. I remember that. So, like hearing about that afterwards, I almost crapped myself. Yeah. Because Tony Romo uh, at the time still had some good football left, and I did not want Johnny Manziel. Johnny football. So, like, what what does Jerry Jones do if Justin Fields is sitting there right in front of his face? Because last year, I think last year, CD Lamb. Was sitting there at seventeen. They didn't need a wide receiver. That we're chilling with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, baby. We don't need a wide receiver. What a pick they, he was, though. And they took C.D. Lamb because he fell right into the laps, inexcusably. I still think they should keep Dak, sign him to it, give him his money. He all, he just needs his weapons, his weapons, and he's good. Well, I think. I, I agree with you. I think they give should. him his line. Give him a lineman at number five. That's what I would see. That's what, and I. That's why I really want Sewell, but I don't think he's I gonna fall. Don't think he's gonna fall that far. He's not gonna fall that far. And if he doesn't, but fall that the far, Bengals just saw, just drafted uh, Jonah Jonah like two years ago. They're off Jonah Williams. I think it Jonah, is. Jonah was his last name Williams. Something like that. I know who you're talking about that from Alabama. Two years ago, but they do need some serious, and they're gonna want to protect Joe Burrow at all costs. So. I think uh, he. I don't think he falls past three. See well, but but it's interesting though because then oh if, Ben fumbled because and the Bengals have it. Oh my it, god! It, it's it's going to be really interesting though how one two shakes out because if the Jets have number one and they take Lawrence, then Sam Darnold is going to be on the block, and then that means Pittsburgh could go after him potentially. But Big Ben just said today he wants to play next year, so. I don't know what to do with that because Sam Darnold would would start right now for a lot of teams. Uh, I would think maybe the Falcons would get on the horn. The 49ers would probably get on the horn. The Lions might get on the horn. There's a lot of teams that would want Sam Darnold. So that's going to be really interesting to follow. Sorry, I'm watching a Steeler game and Ben just fumbled the snap and Bengals recovered it in, in the red zone. And... That's fine. Good Lord. Don't worry about it. You're going to win the game. Uh, you watch your mouth. 
our offensive is terrible. Commentators curse. Yeah, really. All right, so last thing before we get into some miscellaneous stuff here, the AFC and NFC playoff picture. We're going to – if the playoff started today, we look at the seeds, who has the first round by, who's going to play each other in the wild cards, and we're going to predict all the way to the Super Bowl. So we'll start off with the AFC. As of right now, these are the seven teams that would make the playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs would have the number one seed and have a bye. Pittsburgh Steelers at two, Buffalo Bills at three, Tennessee Titans at four, Cleveland Browns at five, ending their long playoff drought, Indianapolis Colts at six, Miami Dolphins at seven. And that sets up the Chiefs with the bye, like I said. And then two versus seven, the Steelers would play the Dolphins in the wild card, the Bills would play the Colts, and the Titans would play the Browns. So... Alec, what do you think about Steelers versus Dolphins for a potential first-round matchup? Uh, that's something I don't want to see. <laughs> you don't want to see Steelers-Dolphins? Uh, well, out of every possible matchup, I do want to see that, but that's something I don't want to see. I don't want to see the Ravens. I definitely don't want to see the Browns. The Ravens could even squeak in, but we're, just, we're eliminating all other teams in the hunt. It's just if it was to start right now. I think... Oh no, no, no! I think the Steelers will win that one, just because our defense. I mean, the oh, Dolphins. Two is, is a rookie, and he's going to be starting in his first playoff game. The Dolphins have their holes. I mean, I think they're, it's not, Steelers. they're not perfect. I think the Steelers would win that one. Do I think it would be an easy win? No, no win is ever an easy win. Well, especially in the playoffs, no. But I think uh, Tua's first start in the playoffs as a rookie. It's. I think it's going to be tough. And the Steelers' defense is really good. So I'll go Steelers, too. Bills versus Colts. Both these teams are really good. I – are you picking, too, or are you or... – oh, No, I'm picking, too. Yeah, I'll pick with you. I'm just – I'm asking I you I think first. the Bills are the hottest team in the league right now. I agree. And I don't know who's stopping them. I agree with and that. And I, I think they win that one. I am on board. Tennessee then, Titans versus the Cleveland Browns. The second hottest team in the league right now is the Titans, in my opinion. And I think the Titans keep it rolling. Most importantly, I think Derrick Henry keeps it rolling. It's a good point. Derrick Henry freaking slapped the crap out of somebody yesterday. The, that was, was that kid's first career start from the practice squad. Really? Well, welcome yep. to the big leagues, boy. Now, remember, you have to... so. No, I know. You got to do the lowest seed. We'll play the top yeah. seed. Yeah, I know. That's why I've been writing the seeds down. Number four, Titans. Okay, cool. So now. Get them. There we go, Watt. So now we move to the divisional round. The Kansas City Chiefs, number one seed, taking on the Tennessee Titans. Dude, that's. It's a tough one. That's that tough. is such a tough one. Because the Chiefs on a bye, they're probably going to be a little sluggish. They're the Chiefs, but they're probably going to be a little slow out of the gates. I think the Chiefs are too much to handle, in my opinion. I, don't, I, I would never bet against the Chiefs. That's the thing. Yeah, I, it's tough, but I, I would agree with you. And then Pittsburgh Steelers versus <sighs> the Buffalo Bills. And this one, we just saw this, this is, a couple days, like a week this ago. This is the toughest one. 
because the Steelers, a couple nights ago, we had everyone was out. We didn't have Hayden. We didn't have um, uh, Steven Nelson, Vince Williams. We were on our fourth string middle linebacker. Our defense was completely depleted. It's going to be a completely new team. Ben has the um, experience over Josh Allen in Pittsburgh. So that's why I'm going to pick the Bills on this one. Nice swerve there. (laughs) (laughs) You got me with that. Uh, I didn't look surprised, but in my mind, it was all (laughs) scrambled for a second. (laughs) Uh, No, like I I think the Bills too, just because they're, like they're just so hot right now. Because, like and, I said, they're the hottest team in the league. And like they're still gonna, it's still gonna be cold conditions in Pittsburgh, like it would be in Buffalo. So it, the conditions aren't gonna really matter. Plus, no fans in Heinz Field. It's gonna prove that the Bills are the better team. And I do believe the Bills are the better team. Yeah. So, uh, Chiefs Bills AFC Championship. This one. This is uh, this is gonna be a great game. You say this two years ago. Even last year, you're like, really? The Bills? You, you laugh. Ew. You're laughing. Yeah. You're like, uh, thinking, next, please. What? But now it's like, whew. That's a good one. But I, like I said, and I'll stand by, I can't pick against Patrick Mahomes. And that's why I got to pick the Chiefs. Yeah. I can't argue with it. I mean. I can't. I have nothing to say about it. All right. So now we move so to we the NFC. So we went completely or- same there. Our, yeah, we did. Our AFC representatives or representative is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now this this is when it gets fun. Yes. So NFC. NFC playoff picture. If the season ended today, playoffs started. One seed with the bye week would be the Green Bay Packers. Two seed the New Orleans Saints. Three seed the Seattle Seahawks. Four seed the Washington Football Team. Five seed Los Angeles Rams. Six seed Tampa Bay Bucks. Seven seed Arizona Cardinals. Three teams from the AFC West in the playoffs here. All right, so the Packers have the bye. That means two versus seven. It'll be the New Orleans Saints and the Arizona Cardinals. That's going to be a very good one because divisional game, and I think the Saints are pretty vulnerable. And I think they've shown that. Shoot, they're not in the same division. What am I thinking? They played each other this year, though, haven't they? Uh, maybe I don't remember. I don't know. Either way, the Cardinals have shown that they can hang with the best of them, and the Saints have shown that they're very vulnerable due to the loss of uh, the loss to I should say, the Eagles. Now I know that it was Taysom Hill, or whatever, but I mean Drew Brees hasn't shown that he's top tier anymore. Drew Brees did look rough against Kansas City to start out, but. Then again, he hadn't taken a hit in like four or five weeks, six weeks. He's got 11 cracked ribs. I, I mean, he needed to take a couple hits to realize he was, he was good to go. And he heated up near the end of the game. He had better stats than Mahomes in terms of like yards. Uh, he did have a pick. But, yeah, I know what you mean, though. But you're, So you're going with the Cardinals? No, I'm not. I'm going to go with the Saints. Oh, so you swerved me again. Yeah. <laughs> All the reasons why the Saints well, No, I have, to, I have to give my fair advantages and opinions for both sides and how they can win. Okay. If Drew Brees is, like, looks good and he looks better than he did against the, the uh, 
Kansas City Chiefs, then I'm going with the Saints. But if he looks the same, then I would I would probably go with the Cardinals. But my bet is Drew Brees is going to get more comfortable. He's got a couple weeks. He'll probably sit out. Like once they win next week, he'll probably sit out week 17. He'll sit out. I would hope so. I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, so, so far, you and I have picked every game the same way. This one may not be the case, though. Number three seed, Seattle Seahawks, and number six seed, Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, this is a good one because it's two of the best playoff quarterbacks that we've seen. I wouldn't even say playoffs. I would say high-leverage situational quarterbacks because, I mean, Russell Wilson – he has a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. He does. He destroyed the, Should have had two. He destroyed the Broncos? Or was that Yes, Kimberly it was the Broncos. Destroyed? Okay. Either way, it's interesting because it's Tom effing Brady. But it's, it's not Tom effing Brady of old. So I think I got to go with the Seahawks on this one. This one's close. But I'm going to agree because the Buccaneers – start out every game really, really slow. I mean, they, they were down 24-7 to 7 in the third quarter against the Atlanta Falcons. Granted, it's the Atlanta Falcons, but they came back and won. Like, they just they start too slow for my liking, and I just don't think this is the year for Tom Our Brady. Slow. Like, they yeah, signed a two-year deal. I think next year is going to be better. They're going to have a full year under though? their belt with the system. I think it's – it may not be their year, but they're going to have a better shot at it, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks at home. I know there's no fans, but at home, pass rush is better. Offensive line has been a little shaky for the Bucks. Now, the Bucks do have the best run defense in the league, or one of the best, so Seahawks aren't going to be able to run the ball. And that's going to put a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson, but I'm still going to go with Dane's Russell Wilson. Yeah. All right. And then the Washington football team and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, you asked me this last week. I say Rams. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but now it's like, ah. Uh, like Rams have yeah. been super inconsistent. Now you lose to the Jets. Gosh. You know, this is a lot harder than it needs to be. And literally, this could change next week. This could literally be the Giants in this spot, or it could be Dallas. Really, really. Yeah, not next week, not Dallas, the week after. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be the week after, but you know what I mean. Like, Yeah, it could be the Eagles for all we know. I, I mean, it could be, but I, th- I think they're at the bottom. But I think I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. I'm going to go with the Rams too. Now, Dwayne Haskins played yesterday. Why? Did he Alex did. Smith he get did hurt? not look good. Yes. Haskins okay. did not look good. In fairness, oh, he hasn't played Lord. in. Well, they, they, they didn't really set up a good game plan. They made him throw the ball 55 times, and it wasn't a shootout. So I don't know why. I don't know what they expected. They haven't been too kind to Dwayne Haskins in Washington. He needs a fresh start somewhere. But that's besides the point. If Alex Smith is playing, I like – Washington, but if he's not playing, I like the Rams right now. He's not playing. Is that a serious injury? Do we know? I'm not 100% sure. 
I can edit. What are we looking at here? Doesn't say anything about an injury. Just says he's going to remain quarterback one. No, he played lot. Yeah, probably when he comes back from injury. Oh, he, he had played. a calf. He had a calf injury. So I, I assume he's going to be playing. He's going to be playing then. So if Alex Smith's playing, wow, this is tough. Oh my gosh. Los Angeles Rams, but I I don't feel good about it. That's probably the one I feel the least good. I feel the worst about that one. But now, moving on, the Packers would take on the Los Angeles Rams, mm-hmm. and the Saints would take on the Seattle Seahawks. So we'll start with Packers and Rams. You know, the Packers, it's Aaron Rodgers. Their defense is in. All right. Rams have a top three defense and a solid offense. Not great, not bad. Packers are literally of opposite. I mean, Packers are decent across the board. They don't have amazing offense. They don't have amazing defense. Whatever. I just don't see the Packers as with doing much in the postseason. So I'm going to go Rams on this one. Packers secondary is really good with J.R. Alexander. I just think the Rams have been too inconsistent. I think they're going to barely squeak away with a win over Washington if, if, in fact, that's who they play. And I know the Rams have the best secondary in the league with Jalen Ramsey, but it's Aaron Rodgers. And one thing that I've learned is, as a Cowboy fan is that there's really no stopping Aaron Rodgers in the early rounds of the playoffs. Yeah, you can when he's maybe in the NFC Championship, but early rounds, it's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with the Packers. So that's where we defer. So now I'll ask you for the NFC champ. Uh, well, now we have another game. Um, Saints and Seahawks. New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. I, I will pick the Seahawks on this one. Because I truly think the Seahawks are the better team than the Saints. I really don't have anything else to say other than that. Yeah, I think I think the Saints come up short once again. I think Drew Brees, that elusive second ring is going to – he's not going to find it. It's lost. It's a needle in a haystack. He ain't going to find it, and he's going to retire after this season. I'm going Hawks. Said so. Your NFC Championship is Rams Seahawks. Who's going to the Super Bowl to take on the Chiefs? Seahawks. Okay. Okay. My NFC Championship is Packers Seahawks, and this is where I say Seahawks. I'm going to say Seahawks against the Packers are going to win because the Packers are just not a physical football team, whereas Seattle is. Packers have a bad run defense, and the Seahawks don't really have a good running offense, but, I mean, they make any running offense look good. So I'm going to go Seahawks over the Packers. I would be a rematch, I think, of the 2014 NFC Championship. And it'll be Russell Wilson versus Patty Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So both of us have that. And I'm assuming we're both going to say the Seahawks? 
I'm going to say Chiefs repeat. <laughs> I was joking anyways. I was going to say Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. I mean, it's not like I don't think it'd be a bad game. I think no, the I think it would be good for sure. But I just – it's Chiefs though. It's Chiefs, yeah. Like the Chiefs won by what? one Less than one full touchdown against the Saints, but it never felt like that game was in doubt for the Chiefs. Because it always felt like they were going to win the, the entire way. They goes three points. The, uh, the last possession for the Chiefs, it was second and eight, with like two minutes left. 31 out of 32 teams are going to run the ball in that situation, right? Force a timeout. Yeah. They throw it and pick up the first down. It's only Patrick Mahomes. My mom won her fantasy uh, game because of that. And is that the championship? I moved on to the uh, fantasy Super Bowl, I guess. Um, for week 16 and week 17, which on the ESPN app, on the ESPN app, it's interesting how they do it. They do two weeks in a row against the same opponent. And yeah. They, it's a cumulative score, which I scored well, you well can over pick 300. Like that. You don't have to choose that way. Because my family league, I just lost to my grandma going into the championship. So the championship is my mom and my grandma. So Love that. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm in your DeAndre league too Hopkins this year. Yeah, I had a, I had a trash season in your league this year i'm not last though so i'm not going to win that trophy <laughs> I, I didn't win either i think so my brother's still in it so that's good but yeah yeah i'm in the championship in the orbit fantasy league but i'm taking on it's going to be david versus goliath my god jacob reed is been oh stomping and, everybody this whole season so and you know our um, accounting the accounting league that you're into we're in the championship you and me yeah, I didn't set my lineup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're in our we're in the championship next week. I so. love that. I'm gonna have to set the lineup then. I didn't know we were. I didn't even. I knew I made the playoffs, but then I forgot. I so. did, I did too. <laughs> Worked out. Lie. I love that. Well, well, may the best man win. Well, that's All right, buddy. Well, that wraps up everything sports wise. We were gonna talk about. 